how we doing? Happy Sunday, I hope that everybody is well. Welcome to episode 22 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions, episode 22, coming at you from a, a little bit of an earlier time than usual. That is because me and Phillips are off to see Bullet for My Valentine this evening, so sorry for putting you off a little bit and much gratitude and appreciation to my guest who has been very flexible even though I messed up the time zones. So jump on, let me know you're there. Drop me a comment, drop me a little blue love heart if you are a loyal returning always better than yesterday interview session watcher. Let me show you some love. And if this is the first time that you have ever joined an always better than yesterday interview session, drop me a, a red love heart emoji. Let me appreciate you. Let me say thank you for joining. Um, I'm just going to send a couple of invites. Hope that we're all doing well. And uh, and then we shall get going very soon. So yeah, episode 22 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview session. So these these Facebook Lives that I've been doing over the last sort of, 20, 22 weeks has is, is all been about helping me and helping you get to know the habits and the mindset behind successful and inspiring people. Uh, and I've been very blessed and grateful to share Facebook Live with some very, very incredible people. And I've learned a lot along the way and hopefully you guys have too. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I've got the headphones in today. Um, let me know that they're working. Let me know that you can hear me loud and clear. Um, a couple more invites going out and that is it. So invites are done. Got some people on. Hey Jess, how are we doing? Julie's on. Hey Julie, appreciate you. Chris is on. JD is on. Bill, good to see you earlier, Bill. Danielle, great. It's great to see you guys. Really, really appreciate you joining. So as I say, this is coming out a little bit earlier than usual because me and my good friend Phillips, we are off to see Bullet for My Valentine this evening in Cardiff, uh, rolling back the years a little bit. So yeah, we've had a we've had an awesome morning. Took Corey up to his little little ruggers, and the the little five and six year olds did a great job um, paying their respects to the fallen. So remembering the uh, those that have given their lives in sacrifice, um, and it was just. Amazing, amazing to see the the respect that um, that everybody paid actually at the whole rugby club. Such an amazing, amazing community at Trowbridge Rugby Club. If you're not part of it, I thoroughly recommend you get up Trowbridge Rugby Club. It is an amazing, amazing community. Love being a part of it, and um, yeah, it was just amazing to see the uh, all the children and the parents, all the clubs just stood around the the poppy on the field, just paying their respects. Really, really inspiring and humbling. So. Uh, no worries, Bill. Uh, catch up on replay. No worries, my friend. Great to see you earlier and hope that you enjoy the book. Um, so yeah, episode 22 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. Today is with my good friend, Jonathan Darling. Um, I won't give him too much of an introduction. I'll just say how our paths crossed. Uh, Jonathan and I got connected through mutual friends, through the uh, Depression to Extinction community, through my good friends, Jeff Jackson and Luke Frazier. Um, they've got an incredible movement going on over there, um, really helping um, people connect with themselves, connect with their stories to effectively bring you know depression to extinction. And um, I, I saw this this chap speaking, uh, Jonathan Darling. He had some amazing, amazing things to say, and very fortunate to have connected with him. And he has added some great value in the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community, in particular, giving some great insight. Uh, and some passionate talks around leadership. So it's really, really my pleasure to be able to share Jonathan with you uh, today. And I'm just going to camera with me now. 
Hello, brother. Can you hear me? Can, I can hear yes, you. Yes, sir. Can you hear friend. me? Good morning to you. How are you? Awesome. Doing well. How about you? It's a little bit later in the Absolutely. afternoon for you. It's 3 p.m. It? our time. And I know we had a little bit of a mess around with it on me. I, uh, I got the time zones wrong. So what time is it over where you are and whereabouts are you? Uh, I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's about it's 10 o'clock here. So I've been up for quite a while, still doing some home projects around the house and redoing the stairs now. So I've been up cutting wood and all that type of so fun. So I'm giving stuff. you some nice time off. The wife can't moan at you too much for uh, you doing something productive. Right, correct. Yeah, <laughs> doing, trying to do something productive. We'll 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 see how it Amazing. turns out. So do me the honor, my good friend, of uh, of introducing yourself. Yeah, so um, I, I say this all the time. I'm I'm really just kind of an ordinary guy trying to make an extraordinary impact on the world. And um, I'm a fitness enthusiast. I'm a leadership enthusiast. I'm a people enthusiast. Here lately, I've been saying that I'm not an entrepreneur, but I'm a heart entrepreneur. Um, and right, that's right. Uh, and you know, I, I'm just a guy who grew up and really for a long time was searching for my passion and what I believed my purpose was. And once I started figuring out that that's really in leadership and sharing the idea that that everyone is made to be a leader and everyone is made to be able to make an impact on this world, um, everything just kind of started taking off. And I, I've just been very passionate about trying to share that message Amazing. as well, much as I can. I'm grateful that I get to be able to share you with the world and help you spread that message. So there's loads and loads that I want to ask you. Um, absolutely loads. Um, tell me a little bit about, cause you, you're a fitness enthusiast. Now you do these things called ultra marathons. Tell me a little bit about what those grueling things are. Yeah, so so an ultra marathon for those that don't know is anything that is over uh, a marathon distance. So anything over twenty six point two miles. Um, and I was never a runner before. Like I had never ran a race, and had always been into like bodybuilding and powerlifting, lifting really heavy weights. And um, I decided I really wanted to do something else to challenge myself mentally and physically after doing this 24 hour challenge uh, called the unbreakable challenge. And so um, I was like, well, let's just go out and let's find a race and let's, you know, I, all my friends had done five K's and, and half marathons and all this. And I said, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do something really hard. And so I signed up for my first 50 K uh, trail race and, uh, went out and ran it. Didn't end the way that I wanted it to, but, uh, yeah, I've got a few more races coming up this next year and, and, uh, I just wow. love putting myself so that, through torture. So this, this, these, this interview is all about helping me understand you and your mindset and helping the others that are watching and just, just check in with your mindset, see if they can learn something that they can apply. Like that, that, that sounds, that sounds like a challenge. And then you talked about, I am not a runner, you know, you've labeled, I am not a runner or you previously didn't. What did you have to do mentally to prepare for those things? Is there anything you had to, you know, you learned along the way or something that you kind of had to brace yourself for? Well, I think it's really, I think it's really easy yeah. for us to get comfortable. 
And and in comfort, in in my opinion, in my humble opinion, in comfort comes mm-hmm. weakness. Um, in order to grow and in order to get better, we constantly have to challenge ourselves and put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So, you know, I really try to, and, and my mindset is really becoming, learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and so, you know, when it, when it came to running and everything, it was like, look, I really hate this. I don't want to run. I don't, I'm, I'm not a runner. I hate every second of it. So if I hate it that badly, obviously it's something I probably need to do more of and challenge myself with, because that could be, that could be the catalyst that kind of helps, you know, catapult me to that next level mentally, physically, emotionally in, just if I hate it that much, this is obviously something I have to do to make me better. And that's just kind of how it all evolved. And, and I still don't love it, but um, now it's, it's about finding ways through running to continually try to <laughs> make it suck a little bit more yeah. every single time that I do it. And so that's, that's kind of my mindset wow. and kind of where it all came from. What else have you learned along the way with your ultramarathons and your mindset? you know, I, I think I've learned how valuable community is and, and, and especially learned through, you know, doing my first race being a 50 K and not ever running before a lot of people. Um, a lot of people had questions as to why, why I thought I could do that. Why I thought I was someone who could skip all of these steps and go to, you know, this really hard place and, and do this really hard thing. And, and I think really through this process, I learned two things. One, there are so many people out there who are willing to help you be successful. You just have to find Mm -hmm. them and ask for it. And then the other one is that you are capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for. And it's, and it's time we start really believing in who we were created to be. And that was someone who is not mediocre, mm-hmm. someone who is not average. We were made to be great and make a great impact. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's time that we start believing that. And that's, that's really just kind of it, – it's, it's been amazing of how that mindset has really mm-hmm. – it was always kind of there – but it's really been strengthened through this entire process and, and through this journey of, of, mm. I guess, becoming yeah, a runner. Absolutely. The process and the journey. And you, you talked there about, um, you know, community. How do you find the right community? Um, for me, the, the way that it happened for me is really just kind of, is really kind of strange. Um, I don't know if uh, if anybody has ever read the book The Alchemist um, by Paulo Coelho. Um, it's a fantastic book, but one of the things he talks about in the book is the universe wants to help you accomplish what you want. You, the universe wants to give you at your what your heart's desire. For me, that mm-hmm. comes from more of a spiritual place of believing of believing in God and and that what God has created for me and what he says about me and what he says he wants to do for me. Um, But I, I just started kind of putting things out there as far as around my mindset. I I believe, um, and I, I've said it a a lot more in the past, but I believe Mm -hmm. in making positivity louder. 
and that we and that positivity is like compounding interest. The more we invest yeah. in it, the more it grows and builds. Um, and so I just really kind of started putting that out there on social media and using social media as a platform for positivity and sharing what I was doing and hope, hopefully encouraging others. And through doing that, all of a sudden, I'm being asked to be a part of Depression to Extinction as an ambassador mm -hmm. athlete before I'd ever ran a race. And then I'm, I'm meeting these different people that are then inviting me into always better than yesterday. And, and I'm connecting yeah. with all of these different people like Chris Saunders and Zachariah Thompson and you and Bill. And it's, it's, it's just been incredible that my world and my community of support has opened up so much just because I was willing to yeah. put fear aside and put myself out there a little bit more with what I believe. And I, I think, I think that's how we do. It. Yeah. I think if we put those things out in the world, absolutely, and it'll come. You know, to if us. I if I sit here reflecting on my own kind of how do I find my my right people and right community because I've really benefited surrounding myself with awesome people in the last year, and um, it, it, it's when I it's when I get a bit of clarity on what's important to me, and then I hear words that come out of your mouth like "make positivity louder." I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my god, he's my guy. Like you, you you're saying things <laughs> passionately, which which I believe, and I'm like. Yes, like, and this guy is, is talking directly to my heart. He's talking directly to my soul, and it's like I need to be around this guy, you know. And and that's what happens when you when you listen to what you mm. desire. That's what happens when I guess you you're a bit still and you you get clear on you know self awareness. You know what is it that I want in my life? Who do I want to surround myself with? And then you just channel into the right people. You know, it's it's amazing. And yeah, I mean, you you talked a little bit about being a heart entrepreneur. Tell me about what that really means to you. <laughs> so, you know, in the world today where entrepreneurship is like the buzzword yeah. and the, and the keyword, and you see all the things on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter about, Oh, you gotta, you get, it's all about hustle. the grind. Mm. It's all about the, the hustle. And yeah. And you see all these people posting these different things about wads of cash and, and in their hands and all oh, making money. For me, the best way that I know to be successful is to help other people and, and be the catalyst for mm -hmm. self-belief in other people's lives. That's, that's what I truly believe leadership is, is, is being able to influence mm -hmm. positive change in someone else's life. And so I believe that starts with the heart, and I believe that starts with connecting with the heart. And, and no matter what business you're in, what product you're trying to sell, what what message you're trying to share, if your heart isn't in it, or if you don't have that self-belief about yourself and about your message of who you were created to be and the, and the mm. purpose that you were created for, then you're never going to be able to make the impact on the world that, that you were created to. And so, and so for me, yeah, I want to be, I'm an aspiring leadership speaker. I I'm, I'm desperately like applying for all types of leadership, like talks and being a speaker um, through all these different organizations, but it's not about my speaking career. It's not about doing that. It's, it's about how can I touch people's hearts in order to encourage them to believe yeah. in themselves more and to, and to go out there and connect with other people's hearts. Like if we, if we can create positive change and like I said, leadership, if we can teach people how to lead with love and lead from the heart, and, and affect someone else's heart in a positive way, 
just like, just like, mm. you know, positivity. And the more we invest in people's hearts, the more they're going to be mm. able to invest in other people's hearts and then other people's hearts. And we have this chain reaction of people connecting with people in mm. a loving, true manner. And that's how we create change in this world. Like there's been all types of crap going on here in America with, you know, these mass shootings and all these different things. It's not, it's not a people problem. It's not a gun problem. It's a heart problem. We, we need to connect with people's hearts and love people more and, and, and create love and create a space where people feel loved so much more. And I believe that starts with leadership and, and, and so for me, it's not about trying to grow this yeah. business of being this leadership guru. It's about connecting with people's hearts yeah. and, and growing that. And so that's where kind of hearts it's, for it's, it's amazing. And it's like, um, cause I talk about being a leadership and mindset coach and, you know, you could even say that's a heart set, you know, a heart set coach. And, um, I think mm-hmm. I, I run the risk of being a little bit in love with you. So I, I'll, I'll try and keep it. I'll try, and, I'll try and keep this as much of an interview <laughs> rather than a fanboy session. And, um, and I'll challenge, challenge some of your thinking a little bit. So um, with, um, I mean, because I personally sure. believe that, you know, I'm, I'm here. My, a lot big, big part of my purpose is to create a world that is always better than yesterday. And I believe that I will do that by helping the next generation of leaders be more confident, believe in themselves um, and lead with purpose. Because I think young people are going to need to grow up and to, to be a leader is to be able to put their own needs to one side so that they can better serve the needs of their teams, serve their teams, serve their communities. Um, and I think the, I think the power of leadership is exponential because like, you know, you hold the door open for someone, you smile at someone. Hmm. We talked about this the other day. It's this leadership is the small things sometimes. Hmm. And it's, it's the small sacrifices that will then inspire others to go and do the same for other people. And so that's my view. That's where me and you are, you know, on the exact same page. But what about those people that say, yeah, yeah, that's all well and good, you know, this heart stuff, but we ain't got, we ain't got time for that in business. Well, well, um, so I would say if you don't have time, you need to reevaluate your situation. Um, yeah, because, because here's the thing. Um, we all get bogged down with the, with the analytics. And I was talking about mm. this with Christine the Shout other out day. Shout Christine Saunders, um, legend. You know, in a world of, yeah. What up, Chris? Uh, in a world of analytics where numbers and productivity are paramount in success to companies, um, we have a tendency to only focus on those things. And so all of our meetings and all of our things become focused around the analytics and how do we move business forward? How do we sell more? How do we get you know, more to the bottom line? How do we increase our gross profit? And look, all of those things are important. But all of those things come, those are all byproducts of the people who are out there doing the work to make those things happen. And if you're not investing in the people that are doing the work, they're not going to stay there. Like there's, there's, there's a great saying that, that yeah. people don't leave companies, they leave bosses. They leave a boss. They don't quit yeah. companies, they quit a boss. And if you're not willing to take time and invest time into the people around you to love and care about them. Because I promise you, if you do that, your productivity and your numbers and your gross profit and your bottom line will grow. It, it might grow a little bit slower, but, but when you cultivate this self-belief and a, and a sense of believing in the people that you're leading, 
those people will be willing to run through a wall with for you. They will be there. Then your goals are yeah. now their goals. You know, their, your mission is now their mission. And that's what it's about. You want to create this sense of, you want your people to be evangelical about the mission. You want people evangelical about your company. And the only way to do that is to invest in the hearts of the people and your company yeah. will continue to grow and get better. So if you say you don't have time, you need to reevaluate your situation. I love the energy you bring, my friend. So um, real passion. <laughs> so um, what about someone that might be listening here and they think, you know, maybe they're surrounded by management maybe not leadership and you know what advice would you have to that one person that wants to develop themselves as a leader well you know i truly believe that i truly believe we were all created to be leaders i i believe that we were all created with leadership inside of us it just presents itself differently and and i think there's a lot of times we, we see people with different skills and talents yeah. of being extroverts and different things. And we see, oh, well, that's a natural born leader because they have yeah. this persona about them. Um, and, and I think sometimes that's intimidating to think, well, I don't have all of those same skills and traits. Mm -hmm. I, maybe I'm not a leader. Don't, don't fool yourself in thinking that because you are. What you have to start doing is looking for the ways to influence positive yeah. change in the people's lives around you. That's not only your management, but that's the person that sits in the cubicle beside you. That's mm. the janitor in the building that's, that works their tail off for you to have the nicest building that you can to go work in. That's the mail delivery person there. So I would say stop looking for leadership mm -hmm. from a positional standpoint and start looking yeah. at it from a people standpoint and the people around you. And, and, and then if you want to develop it, start look, become a student of what you want to be. I read probably more leadership books than, than probably what I should. And I study people's leadership because I want to mm -hmm. learn many different facets, not just from the heart, but how, how you can apply mm -hmm. those things and different strategies to apply those things for different situations. So if you want to become a leader, I believe in be, do, have. If you want to be a leader, start doing yeah. it, and eventually you will have it. And, and that comes just from making the choice that you're going to start leading the people around you and affect positive change be in people's lives around do, you. do, have. Wow. Love that. So you talk about learning leadership and learning from other people. Is there, a, is there a leader that's out there that you think that's it? You know, is there a leader? Is there a team? Is there a culture? What, what inspires you? Yeah. I, so mm -hmm. I'm a big John Maxwell fan. Um, John Maxwell is to me, his idea of leadership comes from the heart as well. And it comes from love. Um, he is, he's an incredible speaker and, and he, but he's, he is very adamant that it's all about your people and that, and that if you invest in your people, you, you will get the production that you want. And so John Maxwell, I read a lot of his stuff. Another great book. Um, I'm trying to see if I had it up here. I'm like right underneath my big book section here. Um, yeah, here it is. So this guy right here, The Heart-Led Leader by Tommy Spaulding, this is yeah. one of the most incredible books on leadership and leading from the heart that I've ever, I've ever read. 
And he, that book was really kind of, I found it for like wow. $3 at Barnes and Noble. And I saw it and I was like, Oh, the heart led leader. This yeah. sounds like a lot of like what I believe. And when I read it, it's funny. You asked the thing about time in that book is a section where there's a, a restaurant chain called Popeye's here in the United States. I don't know if it's in the UK or not, but it's a chicken, mm -hmm. Southern chicken, fried chicken restaurant. It was failing. And this lady came in and took it over. And the first thing that she started doing was having one-on-ones every yeah. week with all of her direct reports. And she would start those one-on-ones by asking them about their life, what their dreams were, what their passions were, what their goals were. She started investing in them as a person. Popeye's is now one of the most franchised and most successful chains, mm. and it was failing. And the difference was when she took over, she started investing in her people. And so that's an incredible book. Uh, Tommy Spalding, he's he's incredible. Yeah, so those two that. guys are really kind Check of my main – Main awesome. man. So, so Chris says, what's the difference between servant leadership and a entrepreneur? That is a, that is a fantastic mm -hmm. question. I think they're very interchangeable. Um, I think, I think in order to mm -hmm. be a leader, you have to serve. Um, I love, I love what you say, Ryan, when you say you have to put the needs of others, mm -hmm. you got to kind of put your needs to the side in order to look at and help fill the needs of others. And, I believe when, when you are connecting with someone's heart and, and you're a heart entrepreneur, it's not about what you want. It's about what they want. It's about how to make them better. It should look, there's so many people in this world that are focused on how can this relationship benefit me when our focus needs to be in every single relationship, how can I bring value to that other person? And, and we do that through serving that other person. We do that through putting the needs of that person above our own. And, and I believe when you do that, yeah. it will come back in abundance. To so tell me a little bit about abundance. your, um, your leadership business. What's it called and what does it represent to you? So I, <laughs> Uh, I think it's funny business. I would say right now it's kind of a, it's more of like a passion project. Um, uh, what, so I kind of named it engage the heart. Um, and it really kind of came out. The definition for engage is, is to involve is to go after, um, is to attack. Um, and so when you engage the heart, you are going after, you are involving, and you are attacking mm -hmm. the heart in, in a positive way when you use the word attack. Um, and I really, I really wanted it to – I named it that because I wanted that to be the platform behind yeah. my message of, of that in everything we do, you're going to get the yeah. most out of it when you put your heart into it. When you engage the heart, you're going to put everything about yourself into it. You're going to love it. You're going to live it. You're going to breathe it, eat it, sleep it. And that's what I do about leadership. I like I'm in national accounts mm -hmm. for a company as my day job. I travel North America mm -hmm. and I sell a product and I love my company. I love what I do. I don't get up thinking and dreaming and mm -hmm. wanting to yeah. breathe that. Um, and so I started Engage the Heart as kind of being a place to start sharing the message and sharing messages around what heart-led leadership looks like, what leading from the heart looks like, um, 
what I believe true leadership is. And then also sharing, sharing the stories of other people where you might not look at it as leadership. Like I've shared a few videos of like, you know, this kid wanting something of his dad's and this person found the car, fixed it up and then brought it to that kid. Like these acts of kindness, that's not just acts of kindness, that's leadership. And, and so it engage the heart is kind of that place where I can start promoting the, the love in the world as this is what true leadership is. We just might not view it that um, way. Brenda says, how do you help all of those negative Nancy's? Um, The best way to help negativity is to increase the amount of positivity that, that you are putting out there. And here's the thing. Negativity in this world is, is the loudest it's ever been. People are constantly wanting to complain like negative Nancy's. The the reason why they're so loud is because negativity loves company. And, and, but in order to battle that, you have to be, you have to be positive. You have to increase positivity. You have to make positivity louder. You have to not engage in negative conversation and negative talk with other people around you because you want to almost drown that out with, with your positiveness. And, and look, it's, it's hard to lead someone who's negative, but you do it by still loving yeah. them anyway and being yeah. the example it, it, of positive. It's something that um, I've been criticized in the past for is, is being too positive. And do you believe there's such a thing? And, and um, how, do you, how do you deal with those that just don't want to embrace positivity? One, I think the people who don't want to embrace positivity, there's a there's a deeper underlying issue as to why. And most of the time, the people who want to quiet the positive. So it's funny, Ryan, I say and I tell people a lot, I'm obnoxiously positive and I am obnoxiously optimistic. Um, The glass isn't just half full. That that thing's (laughs) full. Right. Like it's that's just the way that it is to me. Um, But I think people who are overtly negative or try to quiet the positive or say that you're too positive. There's a fear down deep inside of them of being rejected or a fear of something. I don't know what that I like. It's different for each individual person, but there's something down deep inside of them. And, And for me, what it came from during my negative stages in life came from a self doubt and a, and a Mm. doubt of who I was created to be. It came from years of being angry and being frustrated and, and feeling like I was, I Mm. wasn't made for anything. I believed for a long time in my life that I was nothing and that I was created for nothing and Mm. I was never going to accomplish anything that didn't cultivate positivity in my life. So my perspective on it is, you know, it's not, we are positive because life's great and life's rosy. You know, we are positive because life can be tough, you know. And, and, and one thing I've, I've learned is that, you know, positivity won't guarantee you'll win. But, neg- but negativity will guarantee no. you won't. You know, you know what I mean? It's, you oh, know, that's you, so good. You don't build anything so great good. through negativity, yeah. you know. Um, having a positive chance, having an optimistic view around what can be done, not what can't be done. You're going to be closer to those goals, aren't you, than you are 
you know, talking about what, what's not possible, I guess. Nobody made anything great by saying what's not possible. Right. Well, you know, there's the quote, those who yeah. say they can and those who say they yeah, can't yeah. are typically yeah, both right. And I, and I, and I think too, it, it, it goes down, it really goes down to a choice and choosing, choosing a mindset of the world does not happen to me. I happen to the world. Mm. And, and for me, that, that really started changing my mentality of, mm. of look, I'm not a victim. I was, I was a loser back then mm. because I made loser choices. It wasn't because of things that happened to me. Yeah. It was because of the yeah. choices I made in my life. So, so in order to realize that I have a lot of control yeah. over the direction that my life goes and over the choices and over my mindset, when you realize that, that you're not a victim and that you have mm. a choice in how you want to live your life, when those negative things come up and those, and those challenges come up in your life, your ability to navigate, navigate those and have a – positive mindset Absolutely. around them become much what would easier. you say and i'm putting you on the spot now what would you say has been your greatest leadership lesson that you that you're a leader even without a why, why why is that your top one why tell uh, me a story I, about I, that. so for years now up until honestly probably about a year ago I believe that I was not a leader until yeah. I was a, in a role that allowed me a leadership position mm -hmm. or a position with direct reports that people reported to me and that I couldn't make mm -hmm. an impact or make a difference. And um, there, was a, there was a great guy by the name of Matt Johnston who um, always had this belief in me and always saw me as like this, this leader and this person that other people look to. And I just didn't see it in myself, but he would just keep reiterating, dude, you don't have to wait to be a manager. You don't have to wait to be this. Like you are a leader. People look at you, they follow you. They, they look at your example. You need to start realizing that you don't have to wait. And once I, once I started realizing that and once the, my, my mindset, my yeah. mindset around what mm -hmm. leadership was started to change, I started to see my ability to make an impact yeah. on this world very differently. And, um, I realized I didn't have to wait to try to impact mm -hmm. positive change in someone else's life. I could start doing mm -hmm. that right now, right where I'm at. And, and so it, man, it, I was so afraid yeah. of sharing my message. I was so, so afraid of, of, of talking about what I believed in. And I, and I had other people around me who were leaders telling me, well, you don't know what leadership is. You don't know. You've never managed people. Um, but I had this one guy who was this constant, like this metronome. Yes, you are a leader. Yes, you are a leader. It doesn't matter your role. It doesn't matter your position. You're a leader. You can change people. You can affect people. And I eventually just started believing in it. And now that I did, it's, um, uh, it's really changed my perspective and, I love and how story, I interact. Cause it, with it, it really relates to something that I'm dealing with at the moment um, in my own kind of journey is that, you know, sometimes you've got to believe in others even more than they believe in themselves until they start to see it for themselves. And you, and, you know, sometimes as a leader, you know, people can look around you and go, is your, is your judgment, is your judgment right? Are you, 
Are you, and then you start to think, am I seeing what I, you know, and you start to really, if you listen to the outside world, you, you could become, you know, you could question whether you're, you're sane on your other path, but then absolutely no, your, your gift as a leader is to give that belief, undying belief in your people. And then, you know, eventually, slowly but surely, that like, it's exactly what you're saying. It's that belief in you grew because that belief was unwavering, you know, unwavering. I love that. Yeah, when you, you know, uh, I, I read a great book recently and um, by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a neurobiologist and she wrote this book called Think, uh, Think and Eat Yourself Smart. And this was more wrapped around like food and how we eat food and, and intake and its effect on our brain. But she also, she wrote a book, um, which is my next one to read, um, which is up there. Um, but it's, it's really built around positive words and yeah. positive language yeah. and how it affects the growth and the, uh, of your brain. And when you think about people, and, and the reason why this, there's this lack of self-belief in people's lives, it's because for so long, the message has been, don't do that. Don't be unrealistic. Don't push yourself. You can only do this. Oh, they, like, we have these people in authority positions. I won't even use leadership, but we have these people in authority positions who are only looking at certain skill sets and traits and they're, and they're dictating and speaking words mm -hmm. over our younger generation about who they are and what they're able to accomplish. And this negativity, I mean, we say no to our children. Like, I think by the time our children are like 10 years old, we've only said yes to them maybe like 200 times where we've said no to them almost wow. 15,000 times. It's wow. something like that. It's, it's that drastic of a, of a, of a, and I think we're so easy to, because of our own internal fears, to put down the dreams of others and we speak that over them. And our words have so much power that, that now trying to, trying to pivot that and change that, that verbiage and change our language to create self-belief in others, it's really hard because people – people don't feel that about themselves because they've constantly been told who they are and what they're able to do. And so I think that's so important. Like you said it. Um, and I read it in a book yesterday, the best way to cultivate self-belief in others yeah. is to believe in them first. There's gotta be one. You've gotta yeah. be the spark that lights the fire. And I, love that. And I think that's, so I love important. that mate. I could talk to you all day. I absolutely love, I absolutely love our conversations, and I'm just curious. My last question is, um, you know, you, you know, my community, you know, my business is always better than yesterday. Um, I'm just curious as to know what does that mean to you? Um, you know, when I saw the name of it when I first joined, I thought, my goodness, that's such a clever name. Like that's so, so good. Um, and here's here's what I believe and here's what I think. I think that every single day we can, we can incrementally like, and I said that yep. wrong, Increment, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Little by little, we can get better. Little by little, we can always get better. It might not always present itself in mm -hmm. a grand manner, 
but it can present ourselves. It can present itself if we look for it. It's, it's that decision that today I'm going to speak to my kids a little bit kinder. It's a decision that I'm going to be a little bit more emotionally available for my wife or my husband, or I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read and start reading that book that I bought. That's going to help me get better. And, and, and it, again, yeah. it's compounding interest. And if, and if we, if we just try something to make ourselves better today and tomorrow and the next day, and we continuously strive to get better in the next five years, it's going mm. to be amazing at where we are, who we are and the impact we're making. And so I think sometimes we look at change and getting better. We look at it yeah. way down the road as the ultimate goal. Like in five years, I'm here when every single day we have an opportunity to get better. We just have to be, we just Absolutely. have to look at it in the small victories versus trying to look at it in the end Thank picture. You. And so I, I love what you're doing, man. I, I'm, I'm a fan. Like you talk about being a fanboy of me. I'm, uh, I told my wife, I said, this guy is doing and living everything that I'm wanting That's to try to do, do or that I'm attempting to do over here. And it's just, it's so cool to, to be able to be friends with you, to co converse with you, be on here with you and, and use That's you as a template um, to, and be encouraged myself. I appreciate, so you're, I appreciate you're awesome, that, my man. friend. So other than reading, you read a lot, you learn a lot. Tell me some other ways in which you're always better than yesterday. Um, yep. So I write a lot. Um, I challenge, I, I try to challenge myself every day mentally and physically. Um, and one of the ways I try to make myself always better than yesterday is I wake up thinking, okay, today's an opportunity for me to impact somebody's life. Whose life is it going to be? And, and you never know how that's going to happen. You never know how that's going to present itself. But every single day I have to remember and I have to continually tell myself mm -hmm. you were made for a purpose. You were made for greatness and you have an opportunity to impact somebody's life today. Wow. Figure out how Guys. to do that. Guys, if you're and listening so and you're watching and the words of Jonathan have connected with you, let him know. Let him know so he can live his purpose even more. Because I tell you what, there's nothing that lights a fire more than it's knowing that you're living your purpose. You know, sometimes you've got to have that belief that whatever you put out there mm. is making a difference. But when you know and when you connect with those people that go, wow, what you've just said makes a difference. I tell you what, that means more than anything in the entire world and that will keep you going for weeks on end just knowing that that one person has found value in what you've put out so if guys if if what jonathan has said today i urge you just to reach out connect with him send him a friend request tell him that you were inspired by by his content um and yes mr darling where can our listeners and viewers and watchers um find out more of your content where can they go yeah, so uh, there's a few different places. Um, I'm still trying to build my website, but I have a website, uh, thejonathandarling.com. I post a lot of my blogs there. Um, I'm going to start doing some leadership. I've done some leadership book reviews, but I'm, I'm getting a few more underneath my belt. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at thejonathandarling. And then, yeah, there's Engage the Heart on Facebook, or you can just friend request me on Facebook. Just look for this right here, this bald guy. Um and, and I, I tell everybody this when I, when I give my social media stuff, if you connect with me, 
truly connect with me. I, I, like, I don't want to be just another friend that you've got mm -hmm. on your list of 2000 friends. Like I want to build a mm -hmm. relationship. I want to truly connect with you. So if you want to connect, expect me to reach out or reach out to me and, and let's talk. And, and I, I mean, however I can help anybody. Amazing. Um, I'm here. Mate, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Always love to hear you speak. It's always from the heart. Um, would you, would you like to leave our watchers and listeners with one final thought from Jonathan Darling? Yeah. So uh, I typically end most everything with this. Um, we are all in the construction business. Every single day we have an opportunity to either build people up mm. or to tear people down. Yeah. Just choose your tools wisely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Much love, my friend. Yeah. Absolutely love you. You're an insanely awesome human being, uh, a ordinary you. guy making an extraordinary impact every day. I appreciate you. Thank you to your family for letting me borrow you on this Sunday uh, and for taking some time out from building yeah. some <laughs> renovations or whatever you're doing. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I wish you every success, my friend. And um, I'm sure this will not be the last time that we, uh, that we speak. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for everything you do, Ryan. And uh, thanks for, uh, Thanks for giving me this opportunity, man. It's been it's been an honor and and it's very Amazing. humbling. So Guys, I, I thank you it. so much for making it to the end for for listening and watching. Uh, do go to uh, Jonathan's profiles, check him out, send him some love. If this has added you some value and it's really connected and resonate with you, jump in the comments. Let us know what's what's resonated with you most. Let's have a conversation together. And if you feel compelled, please do share it on your timelines or more importantly, share it with that one person you believe that really needs to see it and hear it today. Thank you. Hope you have an amazing week um, and I appreciate you all. Much love.